It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Wednesday, July 20th, 2022. I'm Beckler. It's hump day. It is hump day. I hate that so much, by the way. Like, so many people say that, like, on the news and official stuff, I'd be like, it's hump day. And I'm always just like... I remember I heard a broadcaster when I was very, very early into my broadcasting career. I heard someone, someone older say, if you say hump day on the air, you might as well just quit because you suck. And you, that's that's stuck with me and I've never said it since. It's quite funny. I like literally last (laughs) week on the news I was watching in the morning, they they said that. Happy hump day. Most Wednesdays. I mean, I guess as long as you don't really play it up like you know oh it's hump day like that that's even worse like if you're just saying hump day maybe it's just your way of saying wednesday you're midweek wednesday that's why i just said it like hump day sorry i just yeah i hate that did you ever hear that joke i wish i could credit the person who came up with it but they were talking about how like (laughs) some radio is just talking about when about the weekend it's like how was your weekend on monday Right, and then like by Wednesday, you're just talking about looking forward to the weekend. It's all about week. Yeah, that's Don't really funny. Wish five days of the week away. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Again, actually, not everybody loves their job, but man, the same newscast did that too. Oh, did they? We're talking about oh, it's Wednesday, which is almost Thursday, which is almost Friday. It's just like <laughs> oh, I hate my life. Wow, dear me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the most peculiar thing happened yesterday, as you may have noticed, depending on when you tried to listen to yesterday's podcast. Yeah, that was weird. Super weird. So we have, a, we have on Tuesdays, we have meetings with our boss. So we went up to our, I uploaded the podcast. We went up to the meeting with our boss. And when we came down, I had a bunch of messages from people who listened to the podcast. And they're like, what is the audio today? And we listened and it depends on where and when you downloaded the podcast, but you did not get our show. You got audio from uh, the Fan 960 here in Calgary, which is a sports talk radio show, mm-hmm. and I have no idea how that audio ended up in here. Uh, or you got audio from an American radio station, or you got, like, there were all these different audio clips that uploaded to our podcast. So weird. And some were two hours long, some were 50 minutes long. It just, it was not the audio that I put in there. And we were like, how did this even happen? We don't have this audio in the building. So we reached out to the company that hosts the podcast and it was, some wires got crossed on their end. And so bizarre. It was very, very strange. You know why that yeah. happened, Beckler? Why? Because it was Tuesday, which is just the day after Monday, uh, right after the weekend. It's Tuesday. Just a little hungover. Nobody's got to kiss the Tuesdays. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry. Oh, that's I'm sorry. A, man, but I was thinking, like, I mean, it's not a huge deal for us. I know there were some people who were inconvenienced by it yesterday, which sucks. But, like, if you had a big, big podcast, yep. if you had a million listeners and you were making tons of money and that happened. Yeah. Or what if they uploaded, a, like, what if it wasn't sports talk that got uploaded to our podcast? What if it was something bad? Yeah. And what if it was a podcast that you would not want to be associated it's with? terrifying. Yeah, it's not good. No. Honestly, buddy, not good. But I'm glad we got that sorted. If you go back now, you should be able to hear the proper audio from yesterday. Yes. On today's podcast, a heritage moment. We're going to talk about wanting to smoke while you drink. The most satisfying tool in your house. Buck and Pat make an appearance. Shauna's mom was on her case about something recently, and I don't agree with it. I don't agree. Um, 
our friend is up in none of it right now, and something he saw up there that I think is pretty wild. We have some some creative ways to insult somebody for you. Uh, first, your out-of-context clip of the show. It was that schmuck, that putz, that yutz, that schmendrick, that schlemiel, that schmageggy, that schlep, that schlub, that schmo, that schnook. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Believe it or not, we have not talked about the Prime Minister's haircut yet. I mean, to be fair, most of the jokes have been made. Most of the jokes have been made. The memes are hilarious. Incredible. The internet is doing some incredible work on this right now. If you haven't seen it, Prime Minister Trudeau got a haircut. Uh, it's. I wouldn't say it's a good one. No. Nope. It's a bad, bad job. Yes. Real bad job, especially considering he had like the nicest hair in the country before this, right? Yep. Um, but there's this uh, political podcast that I listen to sometimes called The Strategists, and it's these guys who are based out of Alberta here. And I was listening yesterday. They were talking about the uh, the haircut, and they f- they floated the idea that what if what if the haircut is a distraction? Oh. Oh. oh, oh, oh. Welcome to Conspiracy Corner, your platform for outlandish conspiracy theories, and I think this one is outlandish. I mean, it certainly but has people talking, so... It does, and talking about his chop, uh-huh. rather than... Whatever else is going on. Everything else is going on, the fact yeah. that nobody has any money and you can't really fly anywhere right now, and all these other big issues, right? We're talking about how bad the Prime Minister's lettuce is. So I mean, what... That is funny. <laughs> I can't. I, can you imagine being in a meeting and that's what somebody said? We're gonna. This is what we're gonna do. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna take your hair. We're gonna make it the worst thing you've ever seen. We're gonna. We're gonna make it look like there's a dead muskrat on your head, like, and then that's gonna distract everybody from everything else that's been happening. Is that good? Everyone cool with that? Or like like Lloyd Christmas from Dumb and Dumber, which like, several people have drawn the comparison to. The funniest. Did you see the video where they superimposed? Trudeau's it, face onto Dumb and Dumber. Oh yeah, my god! It's hilarious. It is so <laughs> well done. I don't know who did that, but my god! Someone with some video editing skills. That's Holy. who did that. Holy! But uh, yeah, what if? What? I mean, it's a long shot, but what if? He's like, I'll take one for the team here. Yeah. Things are not going well. I'll take one for the team. And he go into his barber, and he's like, "Just frig me up, man." Exactly. <laughs> Just frig up. Just. Frig up my salad, okay? Give me, <laughs> give me the worst thing you've ever, like, do it blindfolded, actually. Just take, make it look like, you know, everybody's pandemic haircuts. It's got to be. actually worse. It's got to be bad enough that it will be a news story. Like, so. it, it actually is worse than the haircut my sister gave my nephew, like, and she has never done that in her life. Like, I think she was using an old pair of kitchen scissors that was rusty. How did. Yeah, think? like I said, to go from how his that hair was to how it is now. Hairdresser, though, to go from being able to cut his hair with like beautiful, skillful locks, you know, making it look yeah. good, and then being like, "Oh, I can, oh, I can make it bad too. I can frig it right up if you need that." <laughs> say, say no more. Yeah. Say no more. <laughs> On the plausibility scale, Shauna. The idea that Trudeau maybe got this terrible haircut on purpose to distract from the shortcomings of the government. Uh, how many how I've many got, Sarah Palins out of ten do we give that one? I've got my frig up scissors right here. Okay, let me just grab them. <laughs> the BNS and Twenty Minutes or Less podcast. So as you know, Beckler, I I quite enjoy biking these days. I'm biking around all over the place. Um, I have to admit something to you though. I just can't get myself to wear the cycling gear. <laughs> Like, a friend of mine recently was giving me crap for not having any of the proper cycling clothing. But I have to admit, every time I walk into one of the bike shops, okay, and I take a look at the clothing there, it is all 
the least fashionable stuff I've ever seen. Like it's it's the nerdiest gear I've ever ever seen. Like, first of all, the proper bike shirts or the jerseys as they're called have the most obnoxious patterns you could possibly find. Like Yeah, why are they all so loud? None of them like... are quiet. There's no just black simple. It's all just loud, loud patterns of all kinds, okay? Then the sleeves are this awkward kind of length as well, and they're skin tight. And then, of course, we haven't even talked about the, I mean, the bicycling shorts, bicycling shorts, which we all know they're spandex the, nut huggers. Okay, the plum smugglers, the plum sm smugglers, plum smuggler. And then the real ones, the the good ones, even have suspenders attached to them. Okay, <laughs> so somebody looked at the spandex nut huggers and was like, you know how we make these more, <laughs> more fashionable? Let's attach suspenders, suspenders. to them. Suspenders. And then there's the shoes and stuff, which if you like, you have to walk funny if you're like, mm -hmm. yeah. The, the pants, the tight pants that a lot of them have stirrups, <laughs> as if you're galloping on horseback through the British grounds, you know, like stirrups on your pants. And it's too bad that if you like, if you really want to get into the sport, you have no choice, do you? You have to kind of, like, the deeper you get into it, the more, the more like a nerd you have to dress. Honestly, like, you, like you, you kind of have to. Now, I understand, like, practicality wise, there's reasons for certain parts of this, but, like, if, if you just want to bike, if I'm not going to the Tour de France, okay, I don't need the gear to be this extreme. I think that's what it is. It's that everybody who rides this, and we're talking road cycling, right? We're not talking road about, cycling, like, mountain yeah. biking or mm -hmm. BMXing, even yeah. like a commuter bike. We're talking about serious road cyclists. Everybody has to dress like they're in the Tour de France, but right? Like, why? why? Why is there no like <laughs> even the silly caps? You know the ones with the like the the <laughs> yeah. brim just faced up, like straight up. That <laughs> why? Oh, why? Why does it have to be like that? I, I just have a happy medium somewhere. I used to say that about golf too, right? Part yeah. of the reason I never got really into golf is that you got to have a, like the right outfit. In some courses, you have to be dressed like this, so you yes. can't go on, and it's so stuffy. And golf is kind of changing, and I learned this from some of my friends who are really into golf. Yeah. That there is kind of like an alternative to the classic, like the traditional golf wear. There's some stuff that's a little more casual, yeah. a little cooler. Cycling hasn't done that yet. No, you got to look like a dweeb if you want to get really into that. You need sport. the most obnoxious patterns, suspenders, spandex shorts, okay, or else you are not accepted on the cycling route at all. So, have you kind of like I know you you like you love cycling and you're out there all the time, but have you kind of like hit the ceiling as to how into the sport you can get before you start start dressing like that? I, again, like I, but I'm not racing. You know, so I'm not mm. worrying about if I was worrying about times, then, oh, yeah, you got to get the skin tight stuff. And I start start having to wear the suspenders and the stirrups. And well, I mean, while you're there, you might as well just have the loudest colors and patterns you possibly could. Well, obviously, right? like at that point, you might and have uh, 14 water bottles because one isn't good enough. Just stuff every pocket with water little bottles. Cap okay? with your upturned brim. Yeah, you get the little the little snack. You reach back and you as you're riding because you can't afford to stop to eat. So and if you do stop to eat, everyone's going to know what you're up to. It's true. I don't know if you guys noticed, but I am, in fact, a cyclist. Mm. I don't know if you could tell from all of this, but I cycled here. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I don't know how this came up yesterday. We were just chatting with some of the people at the station here. We got talking. One of my favorite comedians in the world, his name is Gary Gullman. Mm -hmm. uh, he's got this really funny bit where he just rattles off all these Jewish insults. And I was that schmuck. I was that schmuck, that putz, that yutz, that schmendrick, that schlemiel, that schmageggy, that schlep, that schlub, that schmo, that schnook. Eskimos have a hundred different words for snow. Jews, we have a hundred different words for loser. 
I never heard of like half of those. That is so funny. Calling someone a schmageggy. That's a great one. That's a great I'll one. Be keeping that because if you're going to insult someone, you got to be a little bit creative with it, right? It's true. You can't yeah. Just call them a standard. I mean, do you have a favorite, Shauna? Oh man. Well, this one, although this kind of applies for all kinds of difference, but but ass cactus was one that. Love ass cactus. I'm a big fan of calling somebody an ass cactus. <laughs> ass okay? cactus. Hey, ass cactus. Oh, what an ass cactus. It doesn't even really make it sense. It doesn't make any sense. It no. just sounds good. Yeah, that's it. My favorite is Minetti. Oh, calling yeah, someone a, a Minetti. One. That's from Starsky and Hutch. It was the uh, the big cop who's always making fun of them. <laughs> sit on it, Minetti. Oh, me sit on it. Yeah, you sit on it. Oh, why don't you sit on Starsky? How's that sound? <laughs> that's Minetti right there. <laughs> calling somebody being a Minetti. It's funny because some of the older ones, like like dill hole or doorknob, even those are good classics. You know. It's, if you deliver it in the right way, that's it for sure. It's yeah. all about delivery. It's a, it's it's like the recall of the old school ones that you'd say as kids. Some of those can be really funny because of that, right? Yeah. It's the it's the old school. Like you're calling me something that innocent sounding, but you know it's really harsh. You know. I love soup head. Soup head. I great. love mush brain. Yeah. Uh, one I heard recently that I kind of like is bum trinket. <laughs> I've been trying that one out for size. What a bum trinket. You mean a bum trinket over there? <laughs> what is that? that does again doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Just. I I love meat spin for someone who's being useless. Yes. You're just spinning your meat over there. How many uh, SPMs are you at, bud? A meatball, right? Like, Even that one is yeah. good, but meat spin takes it up a notch. So a meatball, Swedish meatball. Yeah. Like I, I, sometimes I say that around, Dad, you Swedish meatball, and then the boys will say it. No, that's fine. I'm going to go to Ikea and have the Swedish meatballs for, for lunch because that's what I am. You're a fart jockey. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid fart jockey. You bologna sandwich. <laughs> the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I passed by a teddy bear on the highway on the weekend, and I was I was so sad because you know what happened there, right? Some kid was on a road trip, and their parents had the window open, and they tossed that bear right out of there. And, of course, now parents are just getting to their destination, and their child is freaking out oh, because Sir Barrington man. is no longer in the vehicle, and they can't sleep without him, and parents are like, oh, no. And it could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. You know what I hope it was, and I hope it wasn't a sibling tossing that out. Oh, that's even that would hurt. Although you'd probably know immediately because there'd be a freak out in the back seat. So then, as parents, at least you'd know it was in that vicinity. Right. Yeah. Then you, know you could I mean? turn back and go get it. Mm -hmm. But you're right. If you've been driving for hours, yeah. and all of a sudden the bear isn't there. Mm -hmm. Oh no! It's a nightmare. Don't worry, honey. It'll turn up, oh, but it won't turn up. No. Nope. It's on the side of the highway. Totally. In rural Alberta. I vividly remember three times growing up on road trips where something wound up out the window or missing, and all of them were scary times. One of them was Boobs. She actually tossed her own pink teddy bear out the window once. How's Boobs doing? Boobs doing great. Good to yeah. hear. Mm -hmm. And uh, her dad, though, they caught right away that this had happened. And it was the 401 in Toronto, and it's not a great place to pull over. Her dad, though, got her that teddy bear from England and didn't want to give it up. So he pulled over and he actually walked like 15 minutes back down the ditch of the highway <laughs> to find that it? teddy bear, found it, and the teddy bear was rescued. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. There was another time where it was actually Boobs' brother, and he had a baseball cap on and decided to stick his head out of the sunroof, even though <laughs> his dad told him, you can't do that. He lost his baseball cap, but that one he wasn't turning around for. That was a punishment. That's it's just like, a baseball cap, right? Yeah, yeah. and it was he loved it, but too bad. Yeah, because if it's like a beloved stuffed animal and you've had it for, the kid's had it for years, and it's like, can't sleep without it. Then as a parent, you have to make the the judgment call, how much time am I willing to invest yeah. 
to to go looking for this thing to get this thing back. You do. At least like if you knew where it was. It's different. A friend told us a story that he was driving with his daughter on a road trip and they they had like stopped for lunch and then an hour later she was like, "Oh no, my my bear." And he's like, "I know exactly where it is. It's back at the restaurant." Right. Which is an hour back in the other direction and then an hour to get where we are now. So it was a 2-hour mistake. But he went back and got it. Did he? Yeah. And uh, See, I don't know if I would have. I think I would have called the restaurant and been like, can you put this somewhere safe? And yes. I'll either pay to have it shipped or I'll come back the other way or something. Well, you this know? is what happened with my sister's beloved blankie that she left at a hotel once. And she found out, and we were about an hour down the road probably, if not further, and my parents actually phoned the hotel to pick it up on the way back. We weren't going to go that way, so we detoured on the way back <laughs> to pick it up. But we didn't go back at that time because that would have added two extra hours. Right. On. But it's, I mean, it's a tough call. It is though. a really tough call because it's so sentimental to the kid. Like, yeah. it would be like if you lost your wedding ring or something. Like, yeah, yeah you're going to go try to get it back. Totally. But when you're a when you're a little person, like your world is much smaller, and that is as valuable as a wedding ring to you. So. And it depends on like, are they not going to sleep for the rest of the trip? Because in that <laughs> case, you better turn around and go get it. V and S in twenty minutes or less. So there's a, a friend of the show named Jacob who I've gotten to know a bit over the years. We follow each other on Instagram and message back and forth all the time. But he was up in Nunavut recently for work. Yeah. And I've always been so fascinated by Northern Canada. I would love to go sometime, but totally. it's not the easiest place to get to. Sure isn't. No. So if, you're, if you're up there for work, that really helps. Yeah. But uh, I was just looking through some of the photos he was posting. It just looked incredible. Um, but I was asking him what the trip was like. He was telling me about it. He said, this is crazy. He said, we thought we saw wolves out on, like, out on an island, but it turns out that in the summer months, they strand their hunting dogs out on an island because the kids are all running around outside. So oh, they put wow. the hunting dogs out on an island, and he said they just toss a seal out onto the island a couple times a week so the dogs can eat. He said it's a completely different world. That's crazy. I was like, that is nuts. Like, I feel like there's a lot of animal activists that wouldn't like that either. Well, I mean, what do you do, right? Because the dogs are an essential. They're essential to the operations up there. Yeah. And if you're worried that the dogs and the kids aren't going to be able to, you know, coexist peacefully, crazy. Then the kids probably come first, and, yeah. the, and the dogs. I mean, they're taken care of. Mm-hmm. They they're eating, but they just are wow. Off, they're off stranded that until the crazy. winter, until they're needed again. Yeah, I couldn't believe that, man. No, it's like, no, those aren't wolves. Those are our dogs, and they're out there for the summer. Okay, here's a seal. Dog Island over there. Mm-hmm. It is hunting dog. Hunting island dog island. The BNS and twenty minutes or less podcast. My mom gave me some grief yesterday about wearing the same dress twice. She really? Saw, she saw the photo of me at a wedding from the weekend. She was like, "Didn't you wear that last year at a wedding?" <laughs> and I was like, "Are you kidding me right now, mother? Are you serious? That is seriously one of the most ridiculous." unspoken or unwritten rules that I've ever heard of in my life. Like, that women can't wear the same dress twice? Yes. It's re- it's unbelievable. It is the it's dumbest thing. So wasteful. Yes. It's like the epitome of Western excess. Uh, like, this, I will buy this outfit yeah. for what? 60, 70, 100 bucks? Yeah. And wear it just this one time, and then it'll never see the light of day again. Yeah. I mean, my mom's a little bit old school with this kind of thing, and luckily, I think a lot of people wouldn't do that. They wouldn't judge you necessarily for that, but no, it is like I have a closet full of dresses that I've only worn once, and it's because of that. Like, and people still friends will say, you know, what, what are you going to buy a new dress for the wedding? And you're like, my God, that is the most wasteful. It's ridiculous. So I decided I was like, okay, I'm going to wear these dresses twice, and I'll wait a while, and as long as it's not with the same people. 
that I can probably get away with wearing this dress twice. So I started doing that. And then my mom sure as hell was like, did you, even didn't just, you wear that already? Even just twice. I know. You know, like I have items in my closet too where I was like, I haven't worn this enough mm-hmm. to have justified the cost of it. I better start wearing it again. Yeah. Right. And, so one nice thing about a guy, because a suit, no one judges you for wearing the same suit twice. No. I have like one suit that fits. Yes. And if it was my wedding suit, and if if someone dies tomorrow, I will wear that suit to their funeral as well. And like I think that that's how it should be. Yeah. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take a stand against this. I was thinking I might wear the same dress to every wedding that I go to from this point forward. Good. Just I, I should, would I would support you. I'd be proud of you for doing. I'm gonna this. pick a dress and then I'm gonna wear it every single wedding photo that you see me in from now until I die. It's going to be in the same dress. So going to weddings dress. But going to weddings dress. Get and married I, yourself in that dress. Yes, then, really. I should. You're gonna Daniel Radcliffe it. He I was the one who I think should. he started wearing the same outfit every day so that the paparazzi couldn't take new pictures of him because it looked like they. Oh, that's they hilarious. Just, I don't know if I heard that super story. Funny. That yeah. is genius. It's really funny. And I'll do that just intentionally. You will see every time. You'll. It's my wedding dress, okay? You're going to see me and you're like, oh, she's going to a wedding. That's the dress. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Got a message here that says, I had a friend tell me it was tacky that I wore the same dress to separate events in which the people were not the same at all. And I didn't post it on social media either. I just They just happened to see the pictures on my phone. Yeah, that's really dumb. It's like, I think it's tacky that your friend called you out for that. Totally. My mom afterward backtracked a little bit and was like, well, I mean, as long as it's just not with the same people and like, I'm just like, mom, why does even that matter? Who cares? No, it doesn't really matter. So strange to me. I'll wear the same Honestly. pair of pants all week in here. <laughs> when you see, I guess you that's see it. Not that smell. you're... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> not that you're monitoring my pants I'm not monitoring, again. Yeah, like... You shouldn't. You're just nope. being smart with your money and clothes. You're not being wasteful. Yeah, it is. Especially in this day and age when everybody's talking about reusing clothes and buying used and blah, blah, blah. Why is that still a thing? Yeah. What an odd... Thing. Fast fashion, semi-disposable fashion. Conspiracy. It was just obviously dress inventors made this a thing, right? They started this room where you can't wear the same dress twice just to make people spend more amount of money. And who, like, if you look good in the dress and you feel good in it... Who cares? Wear it again. I know. Wear it again. Yeah. That is the weirdest thing to me. You're right. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So I played with our slow pitch team last night. Nice. It used to be the X-929 slow pitch team. I think there's only like one or two people from the station on it yes. these days. It's evolved as slow pitch teams tend to as over they the do. years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I retired a couple of years ago. And I came out of retirement last night to play, to play a game with our a couple games with our team, doubleheader, and we won both. Well, that's awesome. We won both. It was great. It's funny because you and I used to play, and then doing the morning show, it becomes a lot harder to yeah. play those doubleheader games and then get back home and try and sleep and get back on the air the next day. So we don't really play. Initially, our team was yeah. in CSEC. Yes. And we played on Sundays, and yes. that was really nice. And now Weekends, we play on... and then, yeah, when we were doing drive, it was different. Yeah. yeah. Now we play Tuesday nights, and it goes late, and yeah, I'm tired this morning, and my body's feeling it, too. I mean, oh, you don't think of, of slow pitch as a super physical game, but if you haven't played in a while... Oh, and if you're... you're getting into your 30s, so... Coming out of retirement at 33. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful night at the ballpark for some adult recreational slow pitch. Some of these parents... Play, play, people barely look mobile enough to walk, never mind play slow pitch. There's lots of excitement about the shortstop out of Saskatoon coming out of retirement tonight, 33 years old. Looking a little worse for wear. A brace on his knee and a, a strange limp. He doesn't have ball cleats. He's wearing New Balance sneakers. Nope. 
and it appears as though he may have hurt his shoulder warming up truly the pinnacle of athleticism on display here tonight tabby oh and, and now he's getting escorted off the field well that was a short-lived comeback maybe he'll try again at 34 the bns and 20 minutes or less podcast here's a question for you what is one of the best home tools you can own beckler the best is in like, like the best investment. What do you, no, no. We're going to talk about what in your garage gives you the most joy. Oh, now okay. here's here's why I got thinking about this. First of all, I mean the pressure washer is a blast, right? You never have oh, a bad yeah. time with a pressure washer, do you? Like, <sighs> no, is there ever so a time? Fun. No, it's always it. the most satisfying. But also, I borrowed a friend's shop vac recently, and uh, I have to admit to you, I love the shop vac. Like, I was going to town just vacuuming up my car and everything like that, and that thing suctions everything right <laughs> up out of there. I have two shop vacs, I think. And and you okay, so you don't find the joy in them? I don't know. To me, it's like, yeah. I got into the trunk, okay, and I started vacuuming the trunk, and then you, I, I was starting to make lines. Like, you know, do you ever oh, do yeah. that with carpets when you yes. vacuum just to make it? Okay, that's crisp, right? You want the carpet to look like, because then you see that nobody's been on it. And that's you make right. the lines happen. So I was doing that with the back of it's... my trunk with the shop vac, and... It's the indoor equivalent of cutting straight lines in your lawn. Yeah. Yeah. Totally is. It's, yeah, it's very satisfying. You're very right. Very satisfying. But I, I started, I just got out of hand with the shop vac. <laughs> I just was, I was vacuuming everything at that point. I was just like, okay, what else needs vacuuming? What else can we suction up with this thing? Okay, so you enjoyed the shop vac. But you are more well-versed in tools than I am. So what would you say? Tough to beat a pressure washer. Okay. Pressure washer is a lot of fun. It's just so satisfying to see things get clean. Yeah. In that manner. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have one. I borrowed one from my parents right now, but uh, their steam cleaner, oh, like a little steam cleaner unit, yeah. that thing is satisfying too. Because, Why? What is it about that that well, you like so much? I love when things get clean, for mm-hmm. one. it's so, And then you can see the, how dirty the water is after, and you're like, man. Oh, like, see? You know, like they just did my couch. And like you see all the, the water, like that was all on the couch? Yeah. No way. And you could probably do it again and get more dirty water out. Like it's one of those things you could just... But, uh, you know, um, my boyfriend used to have a steam cleaner, and now that I think about it, I've never, I never took advantage of that. Yeah. And now that you say it, with that satisfying of the water being dirty and oh. The other thing I have that I really, really enjoy is I have a paint sprayer. Oh, that and would a, be fun. Yeah, and I just like, I just last weekend took everything out of my garage and sprayed the walls, and it looks great, and it was so satisfying to do. Oh. As see. opposed to like rolling and having to, you know, it's great. Just spray it. Okay, so maybe the, maybe I have to downgrade my, my shop vac experience because clearly there's some things I'm missing out on here that I need to get in Gotta on. Got to do some paint spraying. Because, like, spray paint is fun. Yeah. Spray paint is fun to use. You're right. Now imagine if it was just, like, nonstop, mm. continuous. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a paint sprayer. It's great. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I know, so what my my week- <laughs> I know what my weekend consists of now. This is 34. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. A friend of mine is a smoker, and she was complaining recently because every time she goes out for drinks with friends, she says they all turn into smokers, then they're all <laughs> asking her for darts, right? Yeah, a lot of people get a little teary after a few drinks, don't totally. they? Totally. And she was like, almost every one of my friends, this will happen. And it, it, I got thinking about that because there are there are a ton of people like this who who don't smoke until they drink. And then they become smokers. A lot of them even chain smokers. And I was like, why is that? I don't know, but I uh, I would count myself among those people. Yeah. Like a couple drinks, a couple darts, they go together well. And and that's the thing. It's like, it, it seems to be this this magical pairing. And it's like, <laughs> what makes that happen? You know, this, like this golden handshake this between 
the tobacco industry and the alcohol industry. Yes, it's just like you have one. You're like, now I need a dart. <laughs> like, give me, give me, or vice versa. I mean, sometimes you have a so you're like, mm, I could use a drink. Uh, and I looked into it, and apparently nicotine actually changes the way your brain responds to alcohol. So more alcohol is actually needed for you to feel that feel-good response that a non-smoker gets after a couple drinks. And okay. then the alcohol, I guess, increases the level of feel-good chemicals produced in your brain by the nicotine. So because of that, they go hand-in-hand. Hand. I understand that, but I always thought it was the other way around. Like I, The way you're describing it, it's that the, the nicotine has an effect on the alcohol. Mm-hmm. Whereas why, when you have a couple drinks... Does a cigarette seem so enticing when it maybe it doesn't for somebody when they haven't been drinking? I know. And that's the strangest thing. Like it's they just say, I guess it's because it enhances the effects of nicotine. So I don't know if you're in your brain, you have a drink and, you know, you have a little bit of that tingling. addiction. You're like, oh, this will enhance it even more so. Yeah. Or you just kind of like you're kind of letting your hair down, right? You're yeah. Like, oh, I'm loose. I have no inhibitions. I'm having some drinks. I'll have the a cigarette you, too. Exactly. Right? The more you drink, the more you're like, yeah. My inhibitions are out the window, oh, so... I might have a cigarette or ten. We'll see. VNS yeah. in 20 minutes or less. A Calgary Heritage Moment. Stampede is officially wrapped up for yet another year, and in the spirit of the legendary 10-day event, it's always fun to look back on the history of Stampede. And one of the fan favorites in terms of events is, of course, the chuck wagon races. The chuck wagon itself was invented in 1866 by a man by the name of Charles Goodnight. Chuck is what cowboys called food, and a chuck wagon provided just that. The traditional chuck wagon had a sloping box on the rear with a hinged lid that lowered to become a table for a cook. The chuck box, as it was called, had shelves and drawers for food and utensils. The chuck wagon was a food wagon, in other words. But how did it turn into a race? Well, the first time a public chuck wagon event was held was at Stampede back in 1923. The idea came to fruition thanks to the creator of the Calgary Stampede himself, Guy Wiedek. The idea was to imitate the cowboy tradition of breaking camp after a cattle roundup and racing for home. The first races looked quite different than they do today as the race originally began with the firing of a pistol. The four horse teams would be guided by four outriders. The outriders then had to load a cooking stove and gear into the wagon before the wagons would race round barrels in the center of the arena and the event ended with the team unhitching their wagons and firing up a cooking stove. Again, all this was made to imitate a traditional ranch during a cattle roundup. In the first iteration of chuck wagon races, the first rider to get their camping stove smoking would win the race. Since then, things have obviously changed quite significantly. A number of modifications have gradually been made in the name of safety. Obviously, a cooking stove is no longer loaded into the back of the wagons, and fire isn't involved. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.